Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Love, Love, Lock, episode two. I'm here with Mr. Powers, Josiah Powers. He's a videographer, creative content, <laughs> mostly working in, um, what would you say? Uh, I guess photography, videography, but overall visual art. I kind of just use my camera as one of the many artistic avenues to just get my ideas across. So I just like to create for real. Great, great, great. So let's get into your projects. So I saw the Telfar project. You also had the um, Black Hair project. Where did you really get most of your inspiration from? Um, my life. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm from Crown Heights and Bed-Stuy. So uh, just being a byproduct of like growing up in an urbanized environment, mm -hmm. you feel me? The hood, for lack of a better word. It's like there's a lot of different cultural remnants that you kind of just grasp growing up. You know what I'm saying? So it's like when I was in elementary school, I'm seeing North Face jackets, seeing polo pieces, right. and polo rubber boots, and stuff along those lines as well. And that's things that I was kind of like raised on seeing. Mm -hmm. And it, as a creator, I kind of wanted my work to be of like important essence instead of me just creating shit because I got a camera. Right. So uh, a lot of those inspirations just came from me just looking within and realizing the things that, you know what I'm saying, was really fire to me. And stuff that I wanted to highlight because I know that if I experienced it, there's another group of people out there that experienced it as well. So I just wanted to use that theme, like those themes of like cultural remnants that I grew up on as a bridge to just bring people together and make some fly shit for real. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. And also, um, I realize that a lot of your projects have like multiple people in it. How is it working with a lot of people? And like you said, I remember I told you how come I wasn't in like the Telfiji <laughs> project. You know what I mean? Like, why didn't you invite me on? It was like, those you don't even know those people. Those people aren't your friends. Like, mm -hmm. how are you able to control people in that environment? Mm -hmm. Um. Well, for me personally, it was never really hard controlling people in the environment because. I came to the realization that the fact that, not the fact that, but all of these people are there because they respect me and who I am as a creator and as a person, so on and so forth. So, um, my bad, I just dropped my phone. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, like, it, uh, I also have like like social anxiety a little bit. Like mm -hmm. when I'm in like Absolutely social settings and like group settings, it's very hard for me to like navigate and communicate. But um, all of that just goes out the way because I realized that one, I have an idea and I have a vision that I have to execute and in order to get that done, I would have to, you know what I'm saying, know how to properly navigate this situation in its entirety. I would have to know how to speak to people, how to give people directions, how to be, you know what I mean, how to give positive impressions to people, so on and so forth. So it's not really hard once I came to the realization that everybody is here because they respect my vision yeah. and everybody here recognizes me for who I am as a creator and they just happen to be a part of something. Aww. I just, I be chilling for Why real. was that so deep? That was good. <laughs> talking about someone just be chilling. Okay, so we talked about the Telfer project. We talked about how you were able to work with so many people. So do you, would you say that you have, like, um, a style to your art? Um. Or like, what would you label it? I feel like a lot of people would say I have a style. It's kind of hard for me to label it, though. Because I, it, it gives me street, kind of. Like, I haven't seen anything, like, mm. action-wise, you know what I'm mm. saying? Like, I was, I don't know, if I if one word I could describe my work is colorful. Mm. Um, a lot of my creations are very colorful. I love color. I also love black and white, but I do love color a lot. Um, vibrant, um, culturally conducive. You right. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's like a big thing. Like that's a very big I thing. love I that. that. I appreciate that. No, seriously. It's like, yeah. that's dope to only like see photos of people that look just like you. Yeah, in its entirety. That's the whole point of everything that I'm doing for real. It's like to kind of create positive environments and spaces for young black kids and to show them like regardless of the circumstances that you may or may not have grown up mm -hmm. in, you could still do something like remotely positive. And you could definitely do something artistic as well as long as you see that it's doable and it's possible. Like a lot of people don't like jumping onto like 
trying different things because they right. it doesn't seem attainable because they don't see nobody else doing it. So. Right. So okay, well seeing you, you're a young black man. So how did you pick up the camera? Like when did you first start taking photos? Because remember, you said you used to be a robber. Uh, well, I I just was like a recreational rapper. Like I was the kid at the lunch table that was rapping and all that. But um, um, how did I start photography? So I had a friend um from middle school. I started photography when I was 15 in my 10th grade, my 10th grade year of high school. Um, and my son Zach, his name is Zach Levin. Uh, he had a photography page back then when I was 15. Right. And I ran into him on the train one day. And I'm like, yo, what's good, Zach? Like, what's good? But like, we chopping or whatever. Whoa. <laughs> For me and me and Zach talking, and he had his camera on him. I'm like, oh, like you, that's your camera. He's like, yeah. We started talking about it. I see his page, and I just got like this random like surgence of inspiration with my creations. And I'm like, yo, I want to create. I don't know what like th- that interaction made me realize I want to do something more with my time. And then right. I had friends like my son Noah. Uh, he goes by Bounty Hunter, proud by Bounty Hunter, one of the best producers of all time. Um, and my son Mo, they were both doing things at the time. Well, Mo I feel like everybody got a friend named Mo. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's my father name too. It's even funny. Really? Yeah, yeah, so he became my dad now. But my son Noah and my son Mo, like Mo had like a little modeling situation one time. Uh, Noah started making beats. Just I just see my homies like doing things, and I'm like, yo, I want to try something. And the name that I ended up trying was photography because one, I ran into Zach in the train station, and so how old were you? I was 15, and um, I also what else happened? I got a camera. The reason I like the way I was able to start is because I got a camera from my older brother, though. Right. So, like, what was his first camera? Uh, first, first camera, Pentax ISTDL. Um, <laughs> That's a good first camera. Uh, I don't think we think about the same camera. I don't think we're thinking about the same camera. Someone pull it up. Let me see. Pentax I, It's like a digital Pentax. It was like some, I don't know what it was, but I got it from. Um, his father. His father gave it to my brother. My brother was like, yo, if you could get it to turn on, you could use it. So I got it to Not turn that if you on. get it to turn on. I feel like every black parent says that. Yeah, yeah you know <laughs> what I'm saying? So once I got it to turn on, I, um, what I did? Oh, I used to just do photo shoots. I used to, like, sneak photo shoots after school with my friends because I fake had a curfew. So <laughs> I had to get home on time. I'm crying. Okay, so speaking of friends and, like, family, how do you ba- balance your work and um, friendships or, like, even relationships even? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Not just <laughs> That shit is not easy. <laughs> oh, my God. That shit is not easy. Well, if you're a person with a lot of discipline with everything, mm-hmm. it might be a little easier. But for me, it's hard. Like, my communication skills with a lot of my friends and, you know what I'm saying, like, even my family sometimes isn't the best because I get so caught up in the things that I'm doing mm-hmm. that I just, like, I become so locked in on who I am as a person and, like, myself. Not in a selfish way, but in a sense of, like, I'm just focused on, on like, my creations and getting to where I want to go with my work and, like, actually succeeding off of my creations, it's hard for me to, like, text people back all the time and da-da-da-da, so on and so forth, because I'm, yeah, like, my mindset is kind of, like, not tainted, but it's, like, geared towards something else, so it's not easy for me. It's not easy for me. Relationship-wise, definitely not easy for me, neither. Okay, so, like, one, I believe that, like, relationships can low-key be a choice at times, you know mm. what I'm saying? Like, you choose to be with somebody and, like, give yourself whatever, yeah. whatever. Mm. So, are you also in the mentality where, like, the work never ends for real? Because when are you going to have time to be in a relationship if you're always going to be working? Like, isn't that, like, your goal? Yeah, but I could acknowledge my flaws and what I got to do for myself within myself. Right. So I know that one of the main reasons why it's hard for me to communicate is because of self-discipline. Mm. I know that I'm not as disciplined as I would like to be. So it's like, 
like, yeah, I'm still working towards something. I'm going to always work towards something, but I could still be very disciplined or I could work on disciplining myself and, you know what I'm saying, meeting deadlines, getting here on time, so on and so forth. That's a trait that I could actually amplify and fix and help. And once I fix that and once I, like, find a proper way to balance real life and my creating and so on and so forth, then that would be real easier. You know what I'm saying? It's either that or, like, be with a person who can acknowledge the balance that I'm trying to work on and is willing to compromise with me. Yeah. But that's way easier said than done. <laughs> way way easier. easier said than done. Not too many people are willing to compromise. Understandably, though, sometimes. Right. But mm-hmm. People have to put themselves first, too. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I definitely get it. But um, I the w- if I ever see myself in a relationship, somebody just has to, like, understand mm-hmm. that a lot of my attention, um, despite the fact that it would be geared towards them, the same amount of attention will be geared towards my work, my creating. Right. If they're willing to compromise and just jump into my world and be a part of what I'm doing as well, so they could, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, that might be the only way. But aside from that, like, I'm not the best texter. <laughs> I don't lie, I'm not the best texter. I don't really like FaceTime. What? I love FaceTime. I hate text. I hate FaceTime. Because FaceTime right. is so quick, though. Like, you pick up the phone and you're like, yo, where you at? Da, 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 I'm doing this. And okay, bye. But niggas don't be, yo, I bye. And he's like, oh, word. Oh, word. <laughs> Oh, where you know what I'm saying? Not like it, niggas FaceTime me and be wanting to talk for like eight hours, bro. But like it, it, it be, fr- but it be me though. Like they FaceTime everybody else and it be Gucci. But like when they FaceTime society and now you want to talk and talk, they haven't spoken to you in a long time. And I, but some niggas I be talking to on a consistent basis and they be you feel me. But shout out to bros though, you feel me? But another um, shout out to the bros. Yeah, that's my dudes. You know what I'm saying? But FaceTime is um. I don't I don't like FaceTime. My phone get hot. It's so much. All right, it seems like you need to get a new phone. Cupid, it's fake <laughs> new. I ain't gonna lie. My shit cracked in the back, but it's a newer, it's a newer model. Okay, so what are your also your end term goals? My end term goals mm-hmm. as a creator, um, or in life, is there a difference? Um, yes, there's definitely a difference. Um, because there's things that I could want as a creator, you know, what I'm saying artistically, and there's things that I want as a human being as well. Okay, but like, why isn't like your creativity what you want for yourself in life? I mean, they could coexist. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, I know for a fact I have two different goals. You know what I'm saying? Because they don't really necessarily have to align. Mm-hmm. But they could kind of, f- they could fall together like puzzle pieces in regards to like the way that you know, I attain them, if you get what I'm trying to say. So yeah, it's yeah. like, artistically, I kind of really want to be a creative polymath, like a real like person, like a creative pillar, a sense of inspiration where it's like my work and my creations and my presence is able to inspire a lot of young kids like myself, kids of color, especially black kids. Um, is that why you also went to like an HBCU? Because you yeah, go to Morgan, right? Yeah, I forgot we didn't fact, mention that. Yeah, yeah. I love I love being around black people. It's just like my comfort zone. So I'm saying. I'm but have you also been around black people your entire life? Yeah, I did. I did. So I went to school. Um, I went to schools in the hood. I guess you could say. Um, so I went to like, I'm actually not gonna say all my schools. But yeah. I went to schools, Clinton Hill. Um, I'm gonna say PS20. I went to PS20. Then I went to 113. Then I went to Excellence Boys. That was for middle school, and then I went to Banneker, and that was for high school. And I said the same thing. Sorry. <laughs> what's wrong with Benny? Like, I don't know what's going on. Nothing. Um, <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, I just went to very, I went to extremely predominantly black. My middle school, like, I got a tattoo that's from Kofu. How many tattoos do you have? Let me see. I got three. Yeah, I got this one. This one and this one. This one is my mother's birthday. This one is also my mother's birthday, but me and her, our birthdays are both on the 19th. Oh, so that's we, dope. So we got matching t- tattoos. So she got the same one right here. She got this, but she got my birthday. Oh, um, that's so sweet. I have matching tattoos with my mom. We both have butterflies. Oh, that's hot. Um, so, um, oh, yeah, but uh, like this tattoo, uh, it's a Sankofa tattoo. It's basically a Ghanaian core value that 
for just to sum it up, because mm-hmm. so, I don't really want to get into it that much, because I will be here all day. It essentially like one of the biggest like um, pinpoints of that core value is just a community and just making sure your people are situated. So like that sense of collectivism, and that's something I learned in my middle school, right. which was a predominantly black all boys middle school. Um, and it was teaching us like different core values um, along those lines as well. So yeah, I always went to like old black schools like that was just like unintentional so your too. work focuses on black um black people in the black community or mm-hmm. just like represents who you are yeah. should i say right yeah, yeah. so then what's your goal in like life in general like what's the other um option my goals actually aren't that intricate in regards to what i want from life i kind of just want financial stability right that's family. real i kind of just want my do you own think work. in the black community we have financial literacy like as much as we're supposed to like um, did you grow up and your parents were like talking to you about money heavily and like how to manage yeah, but not in a way that's, like, conducive or productive, only because when you grow up in, like, environments mm. where you have to, like, any financial knowledge we ever get, it comes with a sense of selfishness as well. Mm. So it's, like, the financial yeah. literacy advice that I've gotten. Selfishness in the sense of because we grow up in environments that we live in, it's very hard to be selfish when you only yeah, have so to worry about Yeah, so when you do have it, you should. Yeah, for sure. Family, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's, like, if I'm, uh, if I'm rummaging and I'm coins, now I get three dollars to get something. Now it's to time eat. to treat yourself. There's no way I could share this with somebody else when this is the only way I'm gonna be able to eat probably yeah, for I the next like that. two or three days. So it's like we kind of been raised on selfishness only because we've been put in environments or communities because of the government and society as as we are. We've been put in environments or communities where we have to like fend for ourselves way more than a lot of other communities. So like it, like we don't be we're not taught financial literacy in a way that's like selfless. Like, in a way where it's like, I can get what I can get, but I can also comfortably spread this wealth to da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. The financial literacy I've essentially been taught is kind of like learning about myself, how do I manage my own money, so on and so forth, which makes mad sense because that's kind of what it's supposed to be about. But in regards to, like, the grand scheme of things, in regards to how to, you know what I mean, distribute your money, ways in which you could do that, so on and so forth, I wasn't taught that that much, and that's kind of why I want to be financially comfortable. So do you think that, like, photography won't be able to do that for you? Because just the other day, I saw you had post on Instagram that, like, tell Farouk shared your post. First of all, mm-hmm. that was cool as fuck, Thank but you. also, <laughs> did they p- did they notify you that they were going to use your pictures? Like, uh, were they in contact yeah, with yeah. you? So okay, because I was, was like, uh, that's kind of triv if they, like, didn't do that. No, 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 I ain't gonna lie. Tell far good peoples. I ain't gonna yeah, lie. Yeah, like, black-owned. And that's how you know the good people. Because out <laughs> of all of the like brands, like I you know I did the Northwest Project, mm-hmm. I did the Telfar Project, I did the Polo Project. None um, of which I was invited to, but continue. I, I I would like to say I invited the whole world. She just didn't come. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um Northwest, like keep in mind, I don't do none of my projects to get like residuals or anything from these brands. I don't give a fuck for about sure. that. Like that's not what I do it for. Um but for what I'm talking about, Northwest, they sent me like a jacket and some pants and some shoes. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, but they also they didn't really tap into my work that much after, you know mm, what I'm saying? Like, which I'm I'm not mad at. I'm I'm grateful that they even sent me anything because they didn't have to do shit. True. Polo never reached out. Once again, not really mad at it because I'm grateful they don't have to. And do it was shit. like your idea. You didn't do it for them. To I reach didn't do out. it for them. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But Telfar, the funny story about Telfar, I posted a promotional post for Telfar before I dropped the project. Mm. It was like BTS photos of me, of like me taking the pictures at the project. Telfar seen the, that post before the actual project. They follow me. They like the post. They commented. Right. And then when I posted the actual project, it took them a little, like, a, like a few weeks or so. Um, but one, everybody that did BTS for that project, they liked everyone's BTS photos. They liked my really? work. Really? I, I, I didn't even peek. They liked my work. I had to go in my likes to see if they liked my shit. Because that project is flipping a little bit for me. So, But tell far they like my shit. They follow me. Um, and they then they use, use my, your picture. They use my pictures multiple times, actually. Like, uh, like 
definitely around like three times, and they've consistently sent stuff to my house like without even telling me. That's nice. I've See, that's supportive. Yeah. I love black-owned companies. Like, I've what the hell? Kind of, yeah. I've gotten like four bags from them, um, a hoodie, and they actually when they, when they reached out to use my my um the photo that y'all just seen. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. wasn't even for a post. That was for like people's emails. Like everybody was. Oh like, yeah, because I first of all when I saw that you posted it, I went to my email. I'm like, yo, this is so cool. Oh wow. Yeah. That's fire. That's fire as fuck. <laughs> yeah. So, but they reached out to me like, yo, I want everybody's information. Well, he didn't say I want. Yeah, he was yeah, like, yeah. Can I get everybody's information in this photo? Um, so we could. I love that that they wanted to tag people and like yeah, you know yeah, yeah, give yeah. credit where credit is due. So I'm pretty sure everybody in that photo, um, assuming that they tag everybody right, they're getting bags and stuff. But I asked them, I was yeah. like, and um, you see, and I missed out on my opportunity. <laughs> but honestly, it's <laughs> okay. No, it's funny. A few people from the Telfer project before this have gotten bags. I have like 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 six, five, six friends that have all gotten free bags from me. Wow. Multiple times too. So I'm just over that project alone. And um, but I asked them, I was like, is there a way I could be compensated for my work mm-hmm. instead of you know like people and stuff and it was like we usually don't do um compensation we just do apparel trades but um just let me know how much you want if you're willing to pay it and see like see what I happens when you like advocate for yourself in communication and i'm not oh that it's funny. i'm a very like timid nigga sometimes you feel me so it's like when it comes to speaking up about certain things that i genuinely don't really care for that mm-hmm. much like I, money has never been a root of anything i did so i didn't really I just think about like you, yeah you know for sure saying? like me asking for compensation didn't really cross my mind that much because i didn't really like care that much i just be grateful for, for, for being Heavy. acknowledged you feel me but my and friends doing was like that you love to do as well yeah of course yeah. this is quite literally my passion so it's like money is just gonna come along the w- uh, like along the ways anyways but my homies was like yo bro you should get paid for that and i'm like hmm, yeah because they, it was so frequent i understand why they yeah, would say that know, yeah like and then mm-hmm. it's like they definitely would be profiting off of like you know my work at some point in time they probably profited which like once again i don't have no problem with all right so what's speaking of passion so what are you what are you what are you doing next Oh, I am doing a short film. What's the short um, film about? It is about. Hold on, how did I forget my short film? <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, I'm wilding. So it's basically about um. It's it's a docu style short film, and mm. um, infi- um, I've interviewed like six different creators, primarily out of Brooklyn, um, but out of um, New York in general, creators of color, black creators, out of New York that are making that I believe are making very conducive strides in the creative scene and are definitely going in like very high directions and either that or they're just like insanely talented not been insanely talented them, you know what i'm saying it's just asking them like how being a create how being from new york has inspired their creative prowess and how being black has inspired it as well and i just kind of go into like their neighborhoods their cribs and just i'm um, interviewing them and talk to them about you know what i'm saying what made them them and how did they end up at this point eventually and um so that's what's basically about it's just about you know what i'm saying it the whole point of it is called concrete babies so the whole point of the short film is to kind of just like show like younger kids like yo like there's people from the neighborhoods that you live in mm-hmm. people from the neighborhoods that you're from that have that found a way to make a way creatively artistically and are in a point where in a few years or so they're going to be so situated they won't have to worry about nothing and and if these six people I'm showing you on this on this screen can do it the rest then of can you could do, do too Oh my god, I love people who like want to inspire others. I feel like that's <laughs> my entire goal with like anything that I do, just to like you know remind people to like they should follow that their heart. Yeah. So, last question: If you could say something to like your younger self, what would it be? Um, mm. say something. <laughs> say something to my younger self. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say speak up more. That's one thing. Um. I had a few instances where I didn't speak up sometimes. I should have fought them and did that. So 
fine. But on a more serious scale, I say don't do nothing different. You know what I'm saying? Because it's it like, leads you right where you want to play. Literally why? Because I'm, I'm telling you, like I picked up the camera at 15 mm-hmm. randomly because I just felt inspired. It became like my passion. Then I ended up like good at it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But before that. I was just fucking around playing basketball with my friends after school. Like I was, I had nothing going. I didn't know what I was gonna do for myself, and creating essentially gave me something to live for. So I feel like without every single step that I made as a young, as my younger self before, I quite literally wouldn't be in the position that I'm in now. Where it's like, I get to create comfortably. I have the resources that I have to create comfortably. Um, I get to amplify my creative voice to people around me. I get to help them. So I wouldn't change nothing. I just tell them like, yo, just you feel me, keep up the good work, cause. It, it just might be worth it. It just might be worth it. Well, oh my God, thank you so much for being okay. here. <laughs> um, that was it. That was our second episode of Love, Love, Log. Make sure to follow Josiah Powers on all platforms. It's at Josiah Powers. Uh, Is it? Yeah, it's Josiah Powers on Instagram. I have a TikTok. It's Josiah's Peace. Actually, not Josiah Powers. It's, it's Josiah Powers at the top. It'll be right here somewhere it's, it's in this Josiah, area. Josiah's <laughs> Peace. Anything else, assuming I have any other mediums of... Mm-hmm. The internet is just eye powers. Yeah, and tap into his work. It's really good stuff. Like, you know, I was a huge fan before he was even here. So I make sure to, like, every time like I was talking about my next mm. episode, I would, like, send people your page. Like, mm. I really do love it here. But. <laughs> you, I appreciate that so much. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's all I have to say. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> <laughs>